Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I love the Psalms, and in Psalm 30, I'm going to give you a little expository preaching here down through about verse number five, five little verses. This won't take us very long. Thirtieth Psalm, verses uh, one through five. If you've found that, shout amen. amen. I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried unto thee and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. For his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Father, I love you. Thank you for letting us be here tonight for the good songs of sweet spirit. There's a calm and a peace here tonight, Lord, and we rejoice in that. I pray now you'd fill my mouth, guard my tongue. Help me, God, to share what you put upon my heart. I pray it be a blessing to you people. I'll praise you for everything you do and ask it in my king's name, Jesus. Amen. And amen. Many of you have a Bible, it'll read like mine, said a, a psalm and song at the dedication of the house of David. Brother Gordon and I were talking before church tonight. I read some folks, says you got three or four different ideas on when this song was written, but I don't think... It matters when it was written. It's just the fact that it was wrote. And it was, it was put in here for our encouragement. I want to call this tonight, Brother Bob, joy for the journey. Joy for the journey. The Lord would have us. What has he got for us? It's joy un- and full of glory. Only God can provide that. The world doesn't have that. The world's depending on their football team winning tonight, and when their team don't win, they're not going to be very happy. Certainly not going to have any joy. I'm going to have spent $5,000 on a ticket to watch a loser. That makes for a bad day. I say if you don't have no more sense than to spend $5,000 on a ticket and, and watch a loser, you ought to be sad. I think God, when, and when this thing's all said and done, I think God's gonna judge us on what we done with what he gave us. But I know some people that's never had a nickel to their name hardly, or if they did, they gave it away. They was just pretty much poor and penniless, happiest people you ever met. The cares and possessions of this life didn't mean one thing to them. They were burdensome and a bother. You know, he called that when, when, when Abraham 
pulled out of Egypt down there. He'd come out with a whole bunch of stuff and it caused him nothing but grief the rest of his life. He'd have been a lot better off if left a little girl named Hagar down there. We have here five little short verses. I'll give you what I see in these. I'm gonna share a thought. Told Brother Gordon, this is dangerous. Nobody I read after seen in this what I did. <clears throat> now that might, just must mean I'm wrong. Or they just hadn't seen it. One guy said, you fellas can make the, take the Bible and make anything you want. It'll say anything you want. It's safe. Take it out of context. The Bible said there is no God. It says that. But in context, it says the fool had said. <clears throat> so we gotta be careful in trying to make the Bible say something that isn't said. But uh, I believe, uh, I'll share it with you in a moment. I'm gonna be real quick here. We've got a four-year-old wanting to get to Nashville and see his mommy. <laughs> I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and has not made my foes to rejoice over me. When I see that the Lord lifted him up, how would you, when you lift something, how do you lift it up? I see his hand in this. I see the hand of God that would lift us up. He's lifted us up from our enemies. He's prepared us a place. He's done a lot of things for us. He's, hey, when you fall, when you've fallen, what did he do? He lifted you up. Over and over, we see the example of the children of Israel. What did he do? He lifted them up. Hey, they'd go down, they'd do something stupid just like we do. And you know what God do? He'd just lift them up again. They'd cry, God would listen. You cry, God would listen. He'll listen. Mama used to say, I'll give you something to cry about. That's what I said. Better quit crying. <laughs> this thing about to get worse. <laughs> Aren't you glad that, that God has given us his hand? Amen. Now, God just comes with us like this. Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden. Labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Come. Come, he extends his hand to help us in our time of need. What a God. Isn't that good? That ought to give us some joy tonight. So you may be dealing with something you don't even know how to handle. Can I assure you by the word of God that he wants to lift you up? He wants to lift you up. Now you're gonna to have to get in line with God. He can't do it if you're out here in habitual sin, ignoring him, not listening. You're being a disobedient child. He'll let you play in the hog pen. But the moment you come to yourself, praise God, the very moment you come to yourself and cry out to God, you know what he'll do? He'll extend his hand and lift you up. I see his hand in verse number one. Verse number two, I see his healing. Oh Lord my God, I cried unto thee and thou hast healed me. Now, not, not everybody the Bible said in Isaiah, he said, forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all our iniquities and healeth all our diseases. He healeth us. He heals us. Now, 
Anything we get on this side of heaven is temporary except the salvation. And primarily, when he says with his stripes we're healed, it's speaking first to salvation. You understand that? Because physical, natural healing is not going to do you any good if you're lost. You're going to die and go to hell. But first, we need spiritual healing. But then he, then he, and James, he gets over there in James and he I preached on that not long ago and he gives us a little more and he teaches us that hey, and not only forgives the sin, but hey, he'll heal the body. He's given us some healing around here. Now, sometimes, sometimes that's instantaneous. I mean, I've seen it. It was just, it was just bang. And then I've seen it progressive. You just get a little bit better along the way. And when you begin to do that thing that God had bid you do a long time ago, now he's got to, now he's got his hand on you and he's going to steady you and lift you up and enable you to do what he wanted you to do way years ago and now the healing can come. But even at our best, even at our best, he gives us healing. We might be 60, 70, 80. Delmer turned to 89 today. 89. Saw him Friday night. Randy, he was fresh, funny, cutting up. Just old Elmer, 89 years old. But even at that, one of these days, God's going to call him home. Unless Jesus come get us all, I'm voting for that. My point's this, <clears throat> that your healing's temporary if he gives you natural healing. But your spiritual healing is not so. The healing we need the most is eternal. I preached about it this morning. You have eternal life. And so that's the healing. That's the healing that he most desires for everybody in this room. We need the sin, we need the sin taken care of, healed from that, and then, and then. He's very plain about that in James. If there be any sin, it'll be forgiven. But the natural healing, he's gonna do two in one there, praise God. We need that. We need that often. But look, if you're 70 years old, think you're going to escape through here without aches and pains and troubles, then you need to read the Bible. You're just not going to have that. You're not going to be running marathons. And I know there's a few, there's a few, you know, out there that, that exceptions to the rule. But for the most part, I saw someone running. I used to run around our neighborhood, dodge a school bus and the dogs. I got to have to run with a stick. These crazy dogs come out on me. I thought, I'm going to kill you graveyard dead. I'm in the streets. You better not come out here on me. I'll knock your head off. He must have knew it because when he saw the stick, he never did come out of the driveway again. I had to rock him one morning real good. I thought, I'll take care of you, bud. I was running up the road. I grabbed me a handful of rocks. Went by the driveway. Sure enough, here he come. I thought, watch this. Boom. I was watching this guy run on the commercial the other day. I said, man, I'd like to do that. God said, you used to be able to do that. <laughs> hey, just the way it is. 
I'm not going to whine and complain about it. Just go on. Pat, here's my groans. She, uh, get up. Uh, you're groaning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Are you hurting? Uh, no, I'm just groaning. <laughs> yeah, she has to put up with it. You have each other's. You know what I'm talking about. He healeth us though. Primary our healing is this, it's spiritual. But sometimes I've seen it. They were at Elverton today. I don't know where that girl's at, but I, I know she got healed from cancer and God done it instantaneous. The doctor was blown away. He can do it. But if you're 85 or 90 years old, good chance is he's gonna heal you permanently. And that's how he healeth all our diseases. He takes us out of this mess and heals us permanently. I see his healing. Verse number three, O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive. Now, does that imply that he had been to the grave? That I should not go down to the pit. Now, that's a, that's a very interesting verse right here. That I should not go down to the pit. Now, that means a cistern or a hole. So, in perfect alliteration of this, these five verses, I see his hand, I see his healing. Now, I see the hole. And he, he prevents. I'm just going to tell you, this is, this, this is my understanding of the book. Since I'm saved by the grace of God, I'm never going to be in the hole. Now, they're going to bury this thing I'm riding around in, but I'm not going to be in it. That's an interesting verse right there. So then he says, Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his. He's talking about I, 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 and he's talking about others. And give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. That's why God does what God does. Because he's holy. He responds to sin because he's holy. He is holy. There's, there's not a fall. There's nothing unrighteous. Everything he does is just and he's holy in all his decisions. And what the psalmist is saying here, because of that holiness, here's what he said to do. Sing unto the Lord. And, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. He's holy. Now there's none not righteous, no, not one. Save, it doesn't say this, but we know that Jesus is holy. And he's righteous. And he's just. And if you've seen him, you've seen the Father. Are you still with me? I'm trying to, I'm trying to hurry. For his anger endureth. Watch this. But a moment. In his favor is life, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. We see, we, uh, what I see right here is those that are happy. Now I know happy 
Happiness depends on happenings. But let me define it for you. Happy means feeling or showing pleasure or contentment. That's what the child of God does when they understand that this thing is not permanent that I'm having to deal with right now. No matter how hard it is, how difficult it is, listen, it may break you, grind you, wind you up. He said, if you fall on this rock, you'll be broken. Just don't let the rock fall on you. It'll grind you to powder. You just fall on the rock. Weeping's gonna endure for a night. There's times of difficulty. There's times when you're hurt. There's things you don't understand. Why, God, why has this come my way? And then I look around and I see somebody without a leg or an arm. And I think, you know what? I think I'll just keep hobbling around and say, praise the Lord. Because I know this. I know this. It is not going to, and it came to pass. It's not going to stay here weeping. It says may, but I, I can tell you from experience, weeping will endure. I mean, there's going to be times of weeping. But joys are coming in the morning. The thing that, the, the feeling or showing or pleasure or contentment, that thing that makes me content, praise God, I can count on it. What did Paul say about it? Be content with such things as you have. That's what he said. Now, I said, I said I've seen something in this that nobody's ever mentioned or I, I, somebody probably has, I just haven't. It's in none of my commentaries or anything that I could find. And I know that in John 1 and 14, the Bible said, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I know that, you know that, you Bible people know that, you watching on the video, you know that. You know what, John 1 14. And I, I believe that if the word was made flesh, every word in this book is him. But sometimes I, I believe we get a little picture of him. Let's see if I see one right here. I'll extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and has not made my foes to rejoice over me. They hung him on cruel Calvary and they walked by and said, if thou be the son of God, come down and save thyself. If thou be the son of God, if, you're, if that's who you are, then you come down from that. You prove who you are. He's going to prove it, but it's not right yet. So I can say that I see the hand of the Lord and he's not made the enemies rejoice over him. Then I see this. Oh, Lord, my God. Why would you say that, preacher? Uh, remember what the psalmist said in Psalm 22 and then Jesus repeated it on Calvary. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Oh Lord, my God, it's the only time he, listen, it's the only time he didn't call him father. He became the judge. And that's because he was made sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. I cried unto thee, Thou hast healed me. Say, so, well, did he need healing? 
he was wounded for my transgressions. You better believe it. When they, when they wrapped that body up, that body was wounded. Oh Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Oh my. Thou hast kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. He said, Thou shalt not suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Listen, when they put him, when they put him in the ground, I believe it was immediate. When that stone was rolled away, I don't think it took him three days to fold that thing up. He had some preaching to do. You know what he done? He kept him alive. I believe that's when he descended into the lower parts of the earth and led captivity captive. I believe that's when he went and preached to the spirits and said, look there, I'm the one that promised was coming. I believe that's when old Abraham and them seen him said, hey, that's him. That's him. They sung the song. That's him. Nobody else could come down here looking like that. Nothing wrong with him now. He's taking us out of here. pit, the hole didn't have a chance with him. Couldn't hold him. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. What was he? What was he, friends, in Hebrews? Holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners. He's saying, don't forget that. You sing about that and don't you forget it. That's why I do what I do. But verse number five. I know this is this would be inverted, so some would say you're all out of order here, preacher. But you know, sometimes the parenthetical statements, sometimes God's rolling along, he tells you something that brings it clear what he's saying, and this happened before the things he just said. For his anger endureth but a moment, and his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night. I remember Gethsemane. I remember when he came and he prayed and his sweat became great drops of blood. And the Bible said he cried. And you'll find in Hebrews, in reference to that, that he cried. But the crying ended. Because the night ended. And when the night ended, the day broke. And when the day broke, the king stepped out. And from now on and forever, we can have joy on our journey because here's what we have. We have his hand. We have his healing. He keeps us out of the hole. He's holiness. And we can be happy because we're not going to be lost forever, stuck forever in that place of weeping no matter how long it lasts. It's, when you wake up from that, it's going to seem like it was a long time. But bless God, it's just good. Then after it's all done, you go, well, you know what? It don't seem that long now. When everything's made better, the thing that was so hard, so difficult, had you broken, changed you for the better most of the time. But now it's gone. And the day's better. I think if we keep that in our minds, Jesus went through everything he went through in order to get us to where he wants us to be. 
I think we can have joy in the morning. I think we can have joy right now. And we may not be happy all the time, but we can have joy all the time. And I'm glad, I'm glad that the weeping is not continual and forever. It's as temporary as the flesh is that you're sitting here in tonight. Verena, come piano for me. Now, you may not see Jesus in them verses, but I couldn't help but think about it. Sure brought it to my mind. You can read the rest of that psalm. There's only a few more verses left there. Six or seven verses, and now I'm telling you, it just gets better and sweeter. But God's got joy for us in our journey. Don't, don't be miserable in you, Chris. Junior Gardner used to say, praise God, they some people endure in their salvation. He said, I'm going to enjoy mine. You can endure it if you want to, but I'm going to enjoy mine. I think it's a joy to be in his house. I think it's a joy to be gathered with you. I think it's a joy to, 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 to do what he allows us to do. And we need to be reminded, sometimes there'll be some weeping. But it's not going to last. Let's stand our feet. She's going to play something. I'm going to pray. If you need to pray about something, you're welcome to come. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.